Welcome to Reels, Rereads, and Ruminations, an International School Suva podcast series. Dearest Fiona, please join us for a royal ball in honor of your marriage. We can't wait to meet your uh, Prince Charming. Love, Mom and Dad. Royal ball? Anyone has turned out to honor Princess Fiona and Shrek, and oh my, the outfits look gorgeous. Ah, oh, who's this? It's the one, the only. I told you coming here was a bad idea. They're my parents. Hello, they locked you in a tower. Wasn't she supposed to kiss Prince Charming and break the spell? Like to know how it could get any worse. Hello, Harold. Ah! We need to talk. Actually, fairy godmother. Uh, you remember my son, Prince Charming. Excuse me, I need to have an ogre taken care of. There's only one fella can handle a job like that. This summer, dog Shrek, don't worry. Things just seem bad because it's dark and rainy and Fiona's father hired a sleazy hitman to whack you. DreamWorks Pictures presents Shrek 2. Happily ever after portion. Give me that bottle. <laughs> Donkey, you're a stallion, baby. Hey now, you're an I'm tight, I'm tight, I'm tight, I'm tight in place. Yeah. Hi, it's Finn. Hey, it's Jada. Hi, it's Maya. Hi, and I'm Masao. Welcome to episode three of this ISS podcast series. We are the Swampy Stargazers, and today we will, we will be discussing. 2004 DreamWorks animated film. Not long after Shrek and Fiona have their honeymoon, they are invited to the land of Far Far Away, where happiness is only a teardrop away unless you're an ogre that com- complicates things. In this episode, we'll be focusing on the major film aspects used throughout Shrek 2 that makes it such an iconic film. From songs to references, the movie is riddled with easter eggs, which we aim to highlight and discuss. And our first co-host is Jada. A good friend is like a four-leaf clover, hard to find and lucky to have. Now there are several friendships and several prominent friendships in the movie Shrek 2. Uh, the one we all know of is Shrek and Donkey. Although they're two drastically different species, they manage to find common ground in meeting. So I have a question for you guys. What are the qualities you look for in a friend and how do those qualities relate to the friendships in Shrek 2? Finn? I think the qualities of a good friend are trust, honesty, and they're fun to be around. If you have a friend that doesn't have those qualities, you can't really consider them a friend. And it relates to because Donkey has this trust in Shrek. Shrek, Donkey always relies on Shrek when something bad goes wrong. And Shrek doesn't really rely on Donkey, but he is fun to be around and he also and Donkey has honesty that he gives Shrek. I agree. Um, the qualities I look for in a friend are loyalty, humor, and honesty. Like Shrek and Donkey's relationship, they all um, they all express those three um, essential qualities of in friends that I look for and um, they are friendship goals. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, so what I look for in a friend is trust, banter, and just having fun in general. 
Uh, we got to see this um, banter when Donkey and Shrek were arguing, which I found like really friendship-like. I uh, trust um, being able to rely on your friend and just having. Uh, what I look what I look for in a friend uh, is the main qualities for me are uh, loyalty and trust. Um, it also portrays in uh, Shrek and Donkey's friendship. Uh, how Donkey's really, he's really, even no matter how many times they argue, they always, they still trust each other and, yeah, loyalty and stuff. Yeah, I agree with you, Masao. Actually, I think that um, being able to appreciate the differences between you and your friend is actually really important. So in terms of Shrek and Donkey's relationship, you have Donkey, who is really... Um, positive and happy all the time and Shrek is usually grumpy so that they just balance each other out yeah you guys all have amazing opinions and like in the friendships in Shrek too there are also relationships in love we shouldn't be judging characters based on their appearance beliefs and who they love if you love someone it doesn't really matter what they look like or who they are so I have a question why do people think why do you think people try to fit into today's society's beauty standards? And how does judgment based on someone's appearance justify the person's identity? How does judging someone by the way they look identify how they are as a person? Finn? I think it's because people or generations have changed in the way look and fashion and people sort of doubt themselves that they don't look as good as this person or look as good as another person that's why they're trying to fit in to something where they don't really know how to and people judge people because they don't know how to look at themselves correctly and judging another person's appearance or how they look they will try and change that so you don't make that same judgment again or you don't have to feel bad about yourself I agree yeah um like you said um I think people are afraid to be different from the rest they don't want to seem like an outcast because they're so different and they have different beliefs and how they look like they feel like they need to fit in so that they can be liked by everyone. And I know like people are always like, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but deep down, it is a sad reality that looks do matter. And what we can do to do um, make ourselves better is try to look past that. Uh, trying to fit into what people consider being normal, uh, but you being different makes you feel uninvolved and comfortable and you, you might start to think that you're being weird or like you're different from others uh that's the second question uh you look for those you look for people for who they are and their personality um i also i agree with jada's point um i think everyone lives off others judge people have set standards for uh, uh beauty and i guess Everyone tries to fit in with that standard and be someone else instead of being their own, being themselves. And, uh, yeah.
What's the left to say? Um, I think that the main reason why people try <coughs> to fit into the beauty standard is because right from the start, uh, you're you're shown what the beauty standard is, like whether it be through a kids show or through the toys that you play with. Um, you're shown what the beauty standard is and you're forced to realize what of you doesn't fit in with the beauty standard. Um, and in terms of the second question on judgment, I think everyone subconsciously judges people. Um, when you first see someone you think, oh, I shouldn't go over there because they look scary. That's just uh, using stereotypes to label someone as not trustworthy or not not safe um yeah thank you guys you had such wonderful opinions and uh you guys opened my mind to different perspectives and answers of how we should look at someone's personality and looks now on to finn on favoritism and characters Hello everyone. Although friendships have good sides on them, they can also be bad sides. So my question is to you, who is your least favorite character and why? Do they add value or take away value? Um, I would say that Fairy Godmother was my least favorite character. She was really manipulative and demanding, and although it wasn't her that caused the whole problem, it was also Fiona's dad. But I would mostly blame it on her because she didn't, she didn't ever go against Fiona's dad and say, "Hey, this isn't right." And as her fairy godmother, I shouldn't be doing this. She she agreed to it, and that's not what I like. Um, so my least favorite character was Prince Charming. He just wasn't what he seemed to be um, throughout the movie um, to at the end. Uh, he was fighting Shrek but didn't do much. And he wasn't just... Generally he just wasn't what he thought he was throughout the movie. Um, I think it added a lot because you got to feel some something strong towards the character instead of feeling nothing at all. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Kelvin. Um, my least favorite character from the movie was, uh, probably, uh, Prince Charming. Uh, maybe because he was a bit, he was, a, he was too cocky, uh, he was overconfident, and he was, he was really arrogant, and, uh, yeah, and how Kelvin said, uh, he is, you know, he's just weak inside. Um, I agree with that, but um, I'd have to say that my least favorite character would be the king or Fiona's father. Um, he's just kind of annoying and like whiny and weak for the entire, well, most of the movie. Um, and then I also don't like him because it shows the shift, like, the the real power in the movie, like, who's in power, not the king, who's, like, supposed to be the highest authoritative figure in the film, it's actually Fairy Godmother, 
and that sort of adds to it, and I see why they made the king how they did. Yes, thank you, everyone. Um, my least favorite character was Prince Charming. He, as Kelvin said, he wasn't what he was trying to act. He didn't really add, well, he added the the bad side, and he tries to act so cool, and even, that's just his outside, but on the inside, he's just, he's a s small little person that thinks he's so big. Yes, and that's everyone's opinion on the first question. Our next question is, is there something that you want to, to change or done differently in the movie? Um, personally, I don't think there was anything that could have been changed. I think Katzenberg did a great job, job on mocking Disney, and that's what brings out Shrek really well. It's the diversity of characters and how everything's not so perfect, and it's okay that it's not perfect. I was, I personally was very curious as to how Puss in Boots got into Shrek, and I think he should have given like a backstory of how you got there. Uh, if I were to change anything, uh, not really. I don't. Um, I think in Katzenberg, uh, he he did a good job on on just mocking Disney. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything. But yeah, he's a good movie. I wouldn't change anything. Um. The film was really awesome, and I really did like it. The only thing that I think would have been a cool thing to add um, is when uh, Shrek and Donkey both drink the love potion Theo that that turned them into like better versions of themselves, and we see Shrek and Fiona transform. We see Donkey transform, but we don't see Dragon transform, and I think that. If they had shown Dragon in whatever form she became after Donkey drank the potion, it would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the things that I would like to be changed, to add more humor to the story, they could have given Prince Charming a wig. I think this would have made the movie much more funny in the ending, just his hair flying off in a in whatever way would have been much more enthusiastic during the end. Thank you everyone for your contribution. Now I'd like to move on to Maya. Okay. So throughout the movie we see we notice lots of the film aspects that they include to make it more entertaining and memorable. So one of the film aspects that I really noticed was the references. So throughout the film, there's an abundance of specially chosen references in basically every scene. Um, and they were included for many reasons, so I was just wondering what references you guys liked and why you think they added those. Um, one of the pop culture references I liked the most, there were a lot, um, was when Katzenberg added the red carpet scene. It wasn't really like the red carpet, it's more of an orange carpet. But when all the um, Disney Disney princesses or the princesses and princes arrived, um, my favorite part was when Sleeping Beauty got out of the carriage 
And like Disney, the way they portrayed D uh, Sleeping Beauty or Aurora was that, oh, she was so graceful and everything. But in the movie, they as soon as the carriage door opened, she smacked down on the ground because obviously Sleeping Beauty, which means sl she sleeps all the time. And that's that like as a child that um, humored me a lot. And I really like that reference. Um, so in the Shrek, in the movie, Shrek says that, um, at one point in the movie, Shrek says that, why does everything have to be a midnight, uh, which really stood out to me as a Cinderella re reference. I thought that maybe, um, Hasenberg was just mocking Cinderella. Um, one of my favorite references were, uh, there was a Justin Timberlake refer uh, reference, which it really sort and, um, yeah, how Shrek, he's in bed with Fiona and he looks up onto the ceiling and there's a picture of uh, Justin Timberlake. And I think that was really ironic and yeah, it got me. Um, yeah, a reference that caught my eye was how Fairy Godmother comes out of a, a bubble after Fiona, the princess cries and that was uh to me that was a wizard of oz reference has how the 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 good uh, the good witch or wizard comes out of the bubble and i think it just it's this is just to add a more of a magical sense and how fairy godmother is a wizard with magic powers or and then later in the movie just see so just gives her a much more magical sense um yeah all of those references were very good and i like how they did add them to the movie one of the ones that i noticed was a reference to lord of the rings um and as a kid you probably wouldn't notice it, it you just think it was like a random scene um but since they added that, I think that it widened the target audience of the film so that not just children could appreciate it, but also people, older people. Um, moving on to more film aspects that they did really good on, uh, the soundtrack. What did you guys think of the songs that they added? Um, I think that they were quite impactful and very effective because to this day they're like, some soundtracks that are stuck to my head um, and they didn't really repeat a lot of the soundtracks which I like because I didn't get bored of anything and they always made sure that with every scene change or prominent scene change there would be a different soundtrack and I guess the most impactful one was uh, the I Need a Hero song I, I really love that one and it's still stuck to my head to this day um, what I liked about the soundtrack, um, <clears throat> uh, a lot of the songs, it, it suited what was going on in the scene. Uh, I think they, Katzenberg, he did a really good job on the soundtrack and how uh, a lot of the songs were, were uh, uh, they were really, they're classics and uh, yeah. Um, one that I found interesting was when the 
when it was an after party when fairy godmother screamed sang hit it as soon as she said hit it my my mind was more engaged in the movie i wanted to know what was happening next and how what was gonna happen at the end of the movie it got me more engaged and it was it was pretty it was very impactful um i think that one of the songs that i actually really liked um the song choice accidentally in love like right at the start uh during the honeymoon i thought it was basically the best song that they could have used for that scene okay moving on to the next set of questions so it's about morals so even though shrek is a funny cartoon there are also serious issues that the characters work through so uh with these situations and issues come morals and lessons that the movie helps us to understand so um what were the morals of the story how were they highlighted through the movie so um moral i got was uh, that appearances don't really matter um at the end of the film when jonah's father turned into a frog uh his wife liked him regardless of what he looked like um well the morals that really stuck to me to this day was when i first watched the movie as a child um one was appearance and looks don't matter um like the like the ogres like shrek and fiona in the movie um they aren't your um average um fairy tale and it's okay to look different and it's okay to want to look different and not to want to look the same as everyone else and you should love whoever you want and you shouldn't try to change yourself for another person's benefit um what was what were the morals of the story uh i think i i also agree on jade's point where she said when you when you watch it at a young age you don't un- really understand what the movie is trying to tell you or what what the morals are um i think it's good uh it also it also relates to um the <clears throat> the saying never judge a book by its cover now you should always um yeah and looks how looks don't matter and yeah um yeah I agree with everyone. Just because you're an ogre of the story doesn't mean you have that doesn't mean you don't get to live happily ever after. There's always there's always going to be a happy ending of you that is if you do all the right decisions and never do something that is bad or hurts another person. It doesn't matter what you look like. You'll always have a happy ending. Um yeah, I totally agree with all of you. Um I also think one of the morals that they really highlighted throughout the movie is um that fr- your friends and family will always be the most important people to you and you need to make sure that you take care of the of your relationships with them. Moving on to the next segment, we have Masao. From King Harold's point of view, how would you react if your daughter came your daughter came home as a completely different person um i'd be happy for her because 
she has come home with someone that she likes to hang around with and that she loves with all her heart and I'd also be angry at the same time because seeing my daughter come back as a totally different person I didn't get to watch her grow into this person that I feel happy for she didn't need to spend all those years locked away in a castle guarded by a dragon she could have stayed at home yeah I agree with Finn um, I would be really happy to see my daughter again but I, as, as most people I would be surprised but in the end I would always be supportive of her because if she likes the way that she looks and she's with the person that she loves as a different person what why should I say no um to be honest I just wouldn't really care um, as long as she's happy uh I just wouldn't really mind. Um, yeah, for this question, uh, I wouldn't mind, you know, as long as she's happy and I'm happy and I'll, I'll support her as much as I can. Uh, yeah, but yeah, as, as long as she, uh, if she wants to look different or be with a person that she wants to be, then yeah, I'll I'll be supportive. I think from King Harold's point of view, I would probably think about how, well, the king used to be a frog himself. Uh, he's not really in a position to judge his daughter. Uh, it's kind of hypocritical. I'd probably just be chill about it and shut my mouth because if I was a frog, my opinion wouldn't matter at all. Thank you guys for those wonderful answers. Uh, I really like Maya's point. And yeah, that's all I have. And uh, our next segment is Coven with the recap. Okay, so that's uh, all we have for you today. Uh, some of the main points we discussed um, were friendship, love and parents in today's society, least favorable character, morals, and reference, and... If you were one character in the film, who would it be? And uh, don't forget to check out our amazing sponsor, uh, Axion, uh, where you can clean your teeth and your body all the time.